Hello everybody, welcome to your D1T in 5 for Monday afternoon, June 29th. My name is Anthony Grassi and let's get right into it. The Ivy League is reportedly considering two return-to-play football models. The first, a seven-game conference-only slate beginning in late September, or the second plan, which is gaining momentum because of the increasing number of positive COVID-19 cases in the country, which shut down football until next spring with a startup for practice in March and another seven-game conference opponent-only schedule beginning in April and concluding in mid-May. The choice and subsequent return plan is expected to be shared in the next couple of weeks. CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd notes that while Power 5 commissioners are attempting to develop a uniform testing protocol for the football programs, the diverse budgets and operational organization of all 130 FBS schools and the lack of leadership from the NCAA complicates all efforts. Arizona Assistant AD for Medical Services Randy Cohen saying, quote, We're trying to play football on the upswing of a global pandemic. Can we accomplish it? The odds are probably not very good. Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith talks with a number of external leaders from around the nation on football ticket sales, capacity limitations, and mobile ticketing. On the last front, Pacquiolan CEO Kim Damron noted that close to 50 schools were moving to mobile ticketing with most implementing contactless entry. Texas Executive Senior Associate Athletic Director Amy Fullen, quote, the most challenging part is we know the responsibility we have in terms of delivering a great fan experience and we're doing our best. It's just not always clear where the hurdles are. The people closest to it say they can't predict it. The best thing we can do is prepare for everything. Heitner Legal's namesake pens on the potential lawsuit that could be headed Under Armour's direction for terminating its contract with UCLA. Darren Heitner writing, quote, The only circumstance that seems to be even remotely relevant is the one that centers on UCLA not feeling an NCAA Division I core team or that one of those teams does not participate for any reason other than force majeure event in a complete regular season, missing at least 50% of the scheduled games during the regular season. Given the ongoing pandemic, Heitner notes that, quote, it would make it incredibly difficult for Under Armour to cite a lack of participation by a core team as grounds to terminate with cause and without penalty. Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty takes on a radical realignment for college athletics. The new 40 bowl subdivision would consist of 10 regionally based conferences with 12 members each, cutting 11 schools, adding North Dakota State, each conference comprising of no less than four Power 5 programs or no more than eight. Football scheduling would be a round-robin schedule plus one non-conference FBS opponent. Given the litany of potential issues, Forty does not think this will happen, Bart agrees. It is fun to think and debate about. Georgia Southern Volleyball student-athlete Landon Jones will not serve as the Eagles student-athlete advisory committee president during the upcoming academic year after racial comments and social media posts from more than six years ago came to light. Athletic Director Jared Benko saying, quote, while the group accepted her apology, they felt it would be best to accept her resignation. The MAAC Council of Presidents set September 11 as the common competition start date for fall sports. Student-athletes are not allowed on campus for off-season workouts, but the council will review plans to host on-campus basketball minicamps at a July 15th meeting. COVID-19 waivers may be no more as U.S. Senators Cory Booker and Richard Blumenthal have crafted a bill prohibiting schools from asking student-athletes to sign waivers before participating in team-related activities. The legislation, which could be introduced as soon as next week, also stipulates that institutions cannot cancel scholarships for players who refuse to participate due to COVID concerns and that athletes must be informed when athletes or staff members test positive. In return to campus updates, after 11 student athletes tested positive at Austin P, they have suspended all athletic activity and closed its facilities over the weekend. Athletes will not return until July 16th and after receiving two negative tests within a 10-day period. 
North Dakota Athletic Director Bill Chaves hopes to see testing move in-house after a mass testing event of the campus community conducted by the North Dakota Department of Health revealed only four positive test results out of 1,000 tests. Out of 22 COVID-19 tests conducted at Iowa last week, five returned positive. And Stillwater, Oklahoma State reports 14 positive cases after testing 110 football players with only one remaining in quarantine as an active case. Nebraska reported eight positive COVID-19 tests, including five football players out of the 250 tests conducted for student athletes and athletic department staff. Oregon State reported one positive test result after an unreported number of student athletes were tested last week. Siena Fall Sports will return to campus the week of August 17th. It remains up in the air if basketball student athletes will return at the start of August for off-season workouts. Penn State kicked off phase three of its summer workout plan today with men's and women's soccer and women's volleyball student athletes returning to campus to begin a quarantine process before beginning workouts. And lastly, for your D1 ticker market tracker update presented by WMT, after a tumultuous news cycle over the weekend, Under Armour was up 7.9% today. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Monday afternoon, June 29th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on in and around college athletics around the nation. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you next time.